Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to have another fucking fellow Canadian simmer here today. Let's fucking go. I know as she's literally Tim Hortons. Oh my god, I love you. I love you already. Like we've this interview started like we're 30 seconds in and I'm already singing your praises. In the Tim's, yeah. Yeah. Not that sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored by Tim Hortons, guys. I mean, but if you are Canadian, we basically sponsor Tim Hortons for the rest of the world. Honestly. Yeah. We like, and people will come up to me and be like, I've been to Tim Hortons once. And I'll be like, awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you're saying, I've been to Starbucks. <laughs> I just think that's so, it's such a Canadian thing, eh? To be like, Tim's or okay. let's, or talk about the weather. That was literally the second oh, question okay. I asked you. A hundred percent. Like, I literally. No. I love that. I love that so much. But Emmy Sims, I want to thank you for coming here today. And I want to thank my listeners. You guys are amazing. So as I start off all interviews, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your Sims history? Yeah, well, thank you so much for inviting me and connecting with me. Yeah, um, I I think messaging me through Instagram was awesome. That was a really good way because uh, I don't check them often. It might be every few months, but I do check. <laughs> I work, I work full-time in IT. So okay. um, my TikTok is not like my full-time job. Yeah. Um, I respect people who make that sort of like, not just a passion project, but can turn it into a career. And if that's what they're happy doing, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. I find like, I need a real, like a real steady paycheck. Um, yeah. Otherwise I think my life would be in shambles and I would be terrified. <laughs> so I, <laughs> how, that, how's that to start? Um, so we do have a TikTok. It's Emmy Sims um, of over, I think, 57,000 now. Um, yep. So I've really tried to foster a community of inclusion, um, supportiveness. Um, I don't allow any bullying, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like I tr- That's something I try and keep on top of. Um, and that's something we can talk about as well. Is, of course. Uh, issues I've seen in that community. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a no CC builder. Uh, which a, a lot of people have like concerns about that, but uh, that's just the way like I prefer to play. Yeah. Um, primarily a builder in gameplay, and uh, I have a legacy family. The Rivers love them, absolutely love them. So that's amazing. I, I gotta ask, how long have you been playing The Sims for? So I started with the first game. I remember I was really little being babysat, so I don't know if I was like six or seven or eight or around there. Um, and I remember The Sims making magic, uh, so it started there. And then The Sims 2 was my all-time favorite Sims games. So oh, my okay. mom, shout out to my mom, bought me all my, all pretty much all the Sims 2 packs. Remember they were on CD and you'd have to insert like so many discs and just yep. wait hours. So yeah. Um, and then, oh, Sims 3 for some reason I never got into. I tried it, didn't yeah. like it. Like, I don't, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about The Sims 3? I think that's a good question. So uh, I'm also a legacy player. I've been playing since 2003, so 20 years. Uh, I played the Shadow of Sims 1, played the Shadow of Sims 2. Uh, Sims 3, I was in college, university when I really could have had that time to right. to play. So I didn't. I didn't play it. I didn't really pick up the Sims 4 again until Kelsey and Peachy K's 100 Baby Challenge. That, okay. That's, I kind of left it in the dust. I just, because I was trying to put my life back together uh, I've spoken a lot on this podcast of I didn't make the best choices as a teenager, um, which was setting me up for failure in my 20s. And I decided to claim back my life and start fresh. So I really had no time for nonsense um, from the ages of uh, 20 to 23, kind of, to be honest with you, because I really had to put my life back together. And 
it wasn't until I was in a really dark place. I was working at a really bad job. I was drinking whiskey straight from the bottle. Um, now I've talked about like my sobriety on this podcast. So it was not, I was not good. And I saw this hundred baby challenge on YouTube. I was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. It's fine. And I remember her, I remember Kelsey saying, she's like, oh, we'll probably have this challenge finished in like six or eight weeks. And I was like, okay, like I can hang out and do this. Two and a half years later, she finally finishes the hundred baby challenge. And I, I fell back in love with the Sims because it was a creative side of me that I was missing. I forgot to be creative in my personal time instead of always just being creative in the kitchen. So it was something that I very much enjoyed coming back into it. Um, And then throughout the pandemic, um, I was at home. It was the first time in my professional career that um, as we both live in Canada, we know that we, we had very strict measures um, and everyone basically, they're like, go home for two weeks. And I really fell back into the Sims. And I, so what I actually did in the Sims with my girlfriends, like my real life girlfriends, this was before Simstagram, we would do Sims off challenges. We would share my origin Ooh. and all four of us, we would pick a, ch- I would pick a challenge and we would build it and we would rate them at the end of the week so like one week we built um a tiny home that had to be worth a million dollars uh one week we built resort uh one week we built um imagine a cat hoarder house that had 15 cats but you could only spend twenty thousand dollars or we built our dream home and it we went on for weeks and then we finally ended it on the cast challenge because things were kind of starting to get a little bit less tight and we could do things again we, I may, I picked 151 Disney characters and between the four of us, we picked out 10 each to make 40 and we made them in the Sims and we rated them as cast wow. or, and then that was, and then everybody else got back on with their lives, um, you know, like going outside. And I decided yeah. to just like, I, this is something that I've always wanted to, I've always felt that like I had a career with the Sims I just didn't know to the extent of where I know where I am today with this. Right. So, oh, there's so many possibilities, but I know I like tagged off there in like six different ways. Cause you just asked me if I liked Sims three. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) but you didn't play Sims three. How about your Sims four journey? The Sims four actually was somewhat similar. Um, When stay at home orders came in, I was working a horrible job it was in IT not where I am now thank god but I was sort of in survival mode mental health wise yeah Um, something I'm super open about I saw you did a podcast with Nard Villain on mental health and I think that's amazing um he's one of my friends as well um great guy and yeah it was terrible time so I was already at my worst mentally physically everything um from this job uh Mm -hmm. combined with now being at home like yep. full time. I've been working from home hundred percent of the time for years now, like since COVID, yep. I guess. Um, and that was so awful for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, even under like the best circumstances, working from home is so hard. So I found the Sims 4 as a really good outlet, creative outlet, same as yep. what you were saying. Um, and maybe one of the healthier choices I could do with my time compared to say like drinking. Yep. Um, cause like, what else are you going to do when you're home all the time? And it's, so hard so I just started playing again and I fell in love with it um again I I I love that and thank you for sharing that um working from home is a lot 
for a lot of people because you're trapped in your wall. So a good example. So I worked from home like every other day throughout the pandemic and I loved working from home because it was a treat for me. My fiance has been working from home since day one of the pandemic. He's still currently working from home and he hates it because this house is his prison. He wakes up here. He eats here. He poops here. He works here. He dreams about leaving this house. I dream about coming back here and never leaving. We're in two separate oh. stages because I now I, I now have a new job where I have to leave the house at 6 a.m. and I don't get home till 5 p.m. So it is, uh, I, I'm never home. And then when I am home, I never want to leave because I just want right. to be home where he's like, let's go out. And I'm like, or, or, <laughs> or we can stay inside. But I understand his point of view. He spends all day here. If I were, if I worked, and slept and ate at the same place and take angry poops at the same and take place. angry poops at the same place he i'd fucking go insane yeah. i would literally go it's so insane. Hard. it's yeah. so hard because like this is a three-bedroom semi-detached house we have a backyard but if the walls will close in on you very That's quickly true. um if you let them and like he'll yeah. go for walks and stuff but he he also works not in it but he's on he's he works for in a tech he does a lot of back-end server stuff. And he's like, I could sit there for 12 hours and not move. And he was starting to experience a lot of health decl- decline. Um, He wasn't sleeping. He wasn't eating. He's experiencing a lot of back pain. He has post-concussion syndrome. So just staring at a screen for oh, yeah. 10 hours a day can really affect your mental health. And Absolutely. because like, like, he's like, basically, I just like wake up and I walk in and I work and I he's like, I might eat at like 4 p.m. when you're coming home. Because that's the first time I've had a break all day. And yeah. I was like, thank you for sharing that. I now have a better understanding of where you're coming from, of always wanting to go out where I'm just like, when I'm, it's like 730 in the morning, I'm waiting for my third train of the morning. I'm freezing to death because it's fucking Canada, so it's cold. God forbid, like we literally have had frost warnings every day this week. It starts at one degree in the morning when I get like, start going to work and it ends at 30 Celsius. So I'm freezing. A lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause it's it's, Canada. People think it's cold here all the time. It's like, no, we just get, we get a lot of weather. We we get all every season and one day. (laughs) Right. We we get all the weather in one day and like, I'm freezing, just begging to come home because I just Mm -hmm. want to come home because I'm miserable where he's like, he would want to switch that. He would want to go into the office. He would want to do those things. He he misses the social aspect of having coworkers and being able to shoot the shit or having lunch or going out for yeah. lunch. He misses that shit where I take that for granted that I have two coworkers now that I talk to all the time. And like his coworker here is our cat. And I don't think our cat's no. going to uh, respond to him. Probably you know? not. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. um, are you still like, because you're working from home still, do you still sometimes feel like the walls are closing in on you or has it changed now that there's not as many restrictions? So it's definitely been better since there's been less restrictions. It actually took me a long time to adapt to being out in public again and out yeah. with people. Because my husband and I were extremely strict and careful more than almost any of our friends and family, mm-hmm. which was really hard because it felt alienating like not just physically but um and you know that was the choice that we made that we were comfortable with but of course it came with the risk of you know not seeing so many people and um so it did take me a while to adjust and I feel like I have more 
And you know what? The thing is, I don't mind sharing this because I know I'm not alone. I have so much more social anxiety now. Like I've had to almost relearn how to be social, how to talk to people. Because when you're alone or even just with my husband at home all the time, like that's not natural because we're social creatures. Even like the biggest introverts, like there is a certain amount of just regular human interaction that we actually need to survive. So it's been an adjustment period and I've gotten a new job since then Mm -hmm. um, for over a year now. And my life has completely changed my Mm -hmm. overall health, mental health. Um, I've completely changed how I take care and treat myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started going to the gym, which uh, (laughs) I'm not a toxic gym bro. I'm not, I'm, I have very strong opinions regarding the you're laughing. I love that. Like the toxic gym mentality. Like, um, I started sertraline, like, um, I think Zoloft, um, during this time completely helped. So it's a bunch of different choices that I made combined that now I'm at a place that I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, it's been really a long journey, but amazing. And I couldn't have done it without, um, the support of, of my husband and, family and honestly the sims community as well um mm-hmm. tiktok gave me a huge outlet during a time well that's when i started tiktok was during covid when we're yeah. like, working from home and i was able to kind of build and connect to this whole community um when i couldn't like barely leave the house so yeah, yeah. well thank you so much for sharing um like, did you find that you were able to just kind of like, like, like connect with everybody around the world from our phones yeah. Right, like we that that's how a lot of us got our show, our social interactions, uh, for the last year. Um, so me and my fiance kind of did the same thing. We really bunkered down. Um, we didn't see anybody, which really affected my fiance very negatively because he's a, a huge social being. He's the guy we can't go anywhere without him being like, "Oh my god, my friend," and I'll be like, "What?" is that i've never met this person before like he's got friends everywhere he's like that guy. Montana, he has this like whole other life <laughs> yeah but because like he was a, a um he was a soft in university and like he just knows everybody so like or, like because he went to like to a lot of parties like he just knows like he's like a network of people where i know like seven people and like seven of them are my best friends and i i, I have a really close net of best friends i don't have like 25 best friends I don't even think I have 25 like I'm going to say this so nicely because I always get black when I say real life friends versus sims friends because my like my real life friends are my sims friends but like people that call me Jenny people that call me Jenny not Stassi I have five and all five are in my wedding party because they're my best ride or dies Um, because that's that's how I was able to maintain this friendship with them because as we know the older we get the less time we see our friends because we all have lives now so a lot of like it was really hard for him to watch his friends from a distance we're like my best friends I could go six months without seeing them and it doesn't change anything because we chat every day with each other but he might he might only chat to them like when he sees them at parties and all that good stuff because that's what their friendship allows versus what my friendship allows is like my one of my really close girlfriends i think we're just sending reels to each other at this point and but that's our love language to each other yeah we don't we don't need anything else because i know if i call her right now and say i need you she'd be here without any second bet right so it's it's interesting to say, and I, I have to talk about the toxic gym culture. I, got, I have to know 
what has your experience been? And then I'll, I'll share mine to you. So I was very much not comfortable wanting to go to the gym to start. I knew it would be good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, well, to have any kind of activity that I enjoyed, that's what I was really looking for. Yeah. Um, and as a plus size woman, <laughs> the gym, like, no, thank you. That's not an environment I thought I would be welcomed at. Even if you're there to, I don't know, get healthier or more fit or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be people who don't want you in that space because you don't fit whatever certain box they might be looking for. Yeah. So I immediately sort of had like a chip on my shoulder. Um, sometimes literally <laughs> I, I love chips. Oh, anyway. Um, also as a Canadian ketchup chips. So good. I love talking to people on TikTok about ketchup. Oh no, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of ketchup chips. I know I'm leaving Canada poor. Okay. Before we dive in, Lay's or Ruffles? Um, in the flavor, it depends on the flavor. Uh, I like all dressed Ruffles, but I prefer like a Lay's ketchup. Okay. Because it's like the mouth feel of it. Yeah. I am Lay's plain, just like a classic, you know, like either the blue or yellow bag. Yeah. And then the ruffles, anything that has like like an all dressed a barbecue mm. or when they oh, yeah. or when they put out their buffalo chicken chips, anything buffalo chicken, I will fucking eat. But again, I'm so sorry to okay. I just I just I'm just curious, Lay's versus Ruffles. Uh, but so <laughs> you, you go to the gym and you feel like you've got you've got eyes on you. Yeah, and that's how I felt in any traditional gym I've gone to in the past, including at university. I just felt like I was in a fishbowl almost. Um, a similar feeling I had when I was on Twitch. I stopped Twitch streaming. That's something I'm really open about as well regarding how it impacted my mental health. Um, but yeah, so I started going to Orange Theory. Also not sponsored, but it's changed my life. Um, I was having to get physio from working from home, similar yep. to your fiance, like his issues. Because like sitting all the time, I'm 27. And I was having like really awful pain and it led to chronic pain and headaches and it really impacted my quality of life which led me to making choices that were not the healthiest for me but I was working with sort of limited like mm-hmm. energy at the time um but yeah I had to stop going to physio well the gym allowed me to stop going to physio because I was able to get strength back and yeah so it's and I just feel so confident there it's just such a different vibrant community where there's like I'm usually one of the youngest people there um And people are just there to have fun and it's not like a hyper competitive environment. Um, And I I have a lot of negative feelings towards like gym talk as well, because there's a lot of people who think the gym is a cure all um, and stigmatizes people from looking at medications, thinking like you don't need meds, just go to the gym. Like there is a, I don't want to pigeonhole the entire gym community, but that's a significant part of it that kind of overlaps with like toxic masculinity so that's something I yeah I'm very (laughs) passionate about (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well thank you for sharing um yeah the gym's fucking awful Mm -hmm. um because so I grew up as a dancer so I have a very petite frame I would always be having to be in the gym, working out. I'm like the treadmill is like my life. That's still my go-to today. Like I, um, I don't run in real life, but I'll run on a treadmill. It's, it's the joke on the table. But um, I never liked all women gyms because I was judged because I was oh. always so skinny. People would tell me all the time, like, you don't need to be here. You need to eat a cheeseburger. Oh. So at this time I had an eating disorder 
um but was it wasn't a, a secret but uh, it was a secret but everybody knew does that make sense like like yeah it was like everybody it was new but like we don't talk about it because I wanted to be skinny and because I I was the smallest person so I'm five foot tall um I have I, I'm a petite per, a petite frame but I have really thick legs my thighs are massive I've always 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 been like a size nine or ten pants even when I was like anorexic, I always had these massive thighs and I would always want to get rid of them and I would do anything mm. in my power. But the women gyms were always so judgy because they made me feel like wow. I didn't belong because I was too skinny to be there and I was taking up their space. Um, and then when I started going to, uh, you know, Good Life, the, you know, the black, like the the one that's like the for all or whatever, like yeah. $10 a month. So I, I started going there and that's where all the Western guys would practice. And it was just like these disgusting alpha bro um, of just making me not feel safe of like them always staring at me or yeah. I, or I couldn't like lift like a lot of weight. I mean, let's look at these fucking noodles. Okay. So I, I've never been able to lift a lot of weight. My legs, on the other hand, I can fucking six, 700 pounds, but my arms, <laughs> nothing yeah. like 10 pounds, maybe at best. And they'd be like, oh, Barbie, go home. Barbie, oh you're taking up. Like, it's just because I've always, I always had bleach blonde hair. And I would always wear like pink stuff and really bright things. And it just really turned me away from going to the gym. And they're like, we'll just put headphones in. Well, why do I have to feel uncomfortable? Why do they get to say these disgusting comments to me? And I get to walk away. And yeah. they, they, like, why, why should you be the one to have to alter your behavior to be there? You know? Yeah. Oh, exactly it. Or they'd be like, oh, you're using the machine wrong. Like, or they're like, I'd like, I would be with a partner and like not my current partner, but like previous partners. And they would like, oh, like come, like that's who you're dating. Like I could treat you better. And it was just like, it was just gross shit. Or like every time I was there, like they were always like plugging this like disgusting G fuel, like gotta have the protein and like all this stuff and I yeah that's healthy <laughs> yeah because like as a culinary student like I'd be like that's actually really bad for you like you shouldn't be having this and like you should be doing x y and z instead and they'd be like oh like if someone literally once told me they're like oh she's anti-science and I was oh like what God. the fuck is I'm like I'm pro-science I'm pro I'm literally <laughs> teaching you food science fucker that like you don't need to have this $95 protein shake shit and they all and they're all like oh we're gonna go do this or they like their idea of like a like a life would be like let's spend 18 hours in the gym and like let's pump it let's pump fucking iron and I'd be like everything yeah (laughs) and or they'd be like couples that gym together stay together and I'm like I'm good I'd rather eat pizza and just like watch a movie but like yeah, place it throughout, but throughout the pandemic, I lo- I gained a lot of weight. Like I became, I look like a completely different person. Like even looking back at it now, I'm like, holy shit! Like I was like almost like a size 18, where I started at like a size 10. Like I gained a lot of. Who didn't? Who fucking yeah, exactly. didn't? I, did. yeah. I, I I wasn't making a lot of money. I was making 75 percent of my pay. Uh, inflation costs in Canada have been a lot since the pandemic. I couldn't afford fresh vegetables. It was easier to me to go eat bread because it was cheaper or just carbs. And I was eating like these really heavy meals. I wasn't exercising. I was just like, oh my, I was basically a, la- a laptop rat. That's basically how yeah. I want to put it. And 
I lost a lot. I lost like 20 pounds because I did keto last year for 30, uh, for 30 days, strict keto. And it changed, like it kind of got me back into it. And that's why me and Nard are doing low sugar again. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, it's like in December, guys, we would have already done it. Um, and hopefully we stuck to it, but, um, <laughs> we just kind of want to take back. Like we wanted to take back, like we, like we want to do it this time on our terms. And to be honest with you, I don't think I'd ever go back to the gym. I, I, there's nothing there for me because I don't want to spend, I don't want to be a donor. If that makes sense. And for anyone who doesn't know what I mean by that is I'm just a donor to the gym because I don't actually physically go, but I'm paying them every month. Okay. Like, I, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm a donor, right? Like I'm just basically paying their bills without me going. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's the same, bother. it's like the yeah. same thing of like an Amazon prime. And even if you're like, you don't actually buy anything from Amazon for two months, but you just hold on to it just in case, like it's kind of shit like that. But what I, what I actually ended up doing a lot of is like at home workouts, because I felt again, just a little bit more comfortable yeah. at home where my like eyes weren't being judged. Cause that's the last thing I hate because women are judgy because women will pick you apart for every thing and women are the worst at it. And we have to stop that. It's true. I agree. And it's really sad when you, I find it extra sad when you see that kind of behavior thoughts or whatever from fellow women because yeah know, we're, we go through the same struggles through life yes. so you think we would have each other's back more but a lot of times no and nope. it's it's sad you know it's and I think uh, that's another example of some of the toxic side that I'd like to talk about mm -hmm. in the TikTok sims community as well is mm -hmm. um bullying and how women may treat each other not everyone but it's out there like any group of people <laughs> oh yeah no, women are the fucking worst. Women will tear you down because like we need to be women supporting women. Okay. Yeah. And like women supporting women means that we support everything about a woman's body and a woman's choice. You may not agree with their choice to you because you may not make that choice, but you, we support them because they think that's what's best for them. And to have that freedom. Exactly. Right. And like what kills me is the fucking double standard of bathing suits. So when I gained a shit ton of weight, and I went out and I had to go buy extra, extra large bathing suits. And I bought a two piece. And there was another girl there, plus size ish. And she came up to me and she's like, you're so brave for wearing a oh, two piece. Because everybody else there was like a size double zero. Oh, no. And I was like. How does that make you feel? I'm like, like that's the, a great thing to. Like, cause like, I don't agree with Amy Schumer for anything, but like she posted naked holding her coffee cup for Vanity Fair. And people were like, you're so brave. And she's like, what the fuck does that even fucking mean? No, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, no, like someone asked, like, I'm, you're I'm a, I have a body and I'm wearing a swimsuit. Like I don't yeah. need a medal, you know? No, I'm brave. Yeah. No, the nurses and doctors saving our lives throughout the pandemic, <laughs> they are fucking brave. I'm not brave because I put a fucking tank top and a bottom on and you could see yeah. the nip of my stomach. And I had one that was a bikini and I fucking wore it. And people were like, 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 look at you representing all body types. Oh God. Oh, painful. That's so oh. painful. But now that I'm back to being very on the slimmer side again, it's now expected for me to wear a two piece and show off my not flat stomach, but like. But what some people might say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then and now I can't wear one piece because they're like, oh, you're hiding your body. 
fuck off. Last summer I was too fat. Now I'm too skinny. Like yeah. the side is a fucking society. And you know what? Let's just end. Let's just stop the word fat. Let's just end that right now. It's it's a disgusting word. No. And overweight. No. It's healthy. It's healthy body types. It's not the Kendall Jenners of the world that are like triple zero going out there. Cause like, I'm a huge, like, I'm not a big TikTok person as we've discussed, but I love going on. Like, I think it's like, like seeing designer versus uh, uh designer versus model versus celebrity. And you'll see like the, like the model, like, you know, like it's like beautiful, like top and like Kendall Jenner will just like transform it into like a bra top and wear like yeah. bra shorts. And I'm like, that's just underwear. So if I walked out wearing that, that's just me wearing underwear and I would be asked to go home because I forgot my trousers. Right. So, but like, but that's okay for skinny people to wear at raves is pasties and nothing else. But if somebody who actually has boobs did that, they'd be like, you're brave for doing that. But if you're a candle, you're trashy, you know, I have as like a large chested woman. It's one of those things I've heard like friends kind of say this. It's like, um, am I showing off my can I say boobs? <laughs> yeah, you can say boobs, love. You can say whatever the fuck you want. And this, this is where the TikTok comes from is the constant censoring because there's not much you can say yeah. unless you're famous. But um, it's like, do I have, am I showing off my boobs or do I just have boobs? Like, yeah. are they just existing, you know? Exactly. And if yeah. you've got, if you've got tatas and you've got titties and you want to share them, fucking share them. I want to see busty girls with proper <laughs> bras that fit. By the way, not fucking Victoria's Secret Lisenza little fucking squares. That's not bra. That's not. I need a triple wire. That's not a. <laughs> but that's not a portion. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why can't we have a nice bra that doesn't have, uh, make it push up if it has a wire? Why does everything need like? Why do we need to push our boobs up to our fucking forehead? Why can't we just have a nice bra that looks really nice with everything? Or like, God forbid, you're like, I, I can't wear a strapless dress. How the fuck are my tits going to go? Are they going to go? Are they going to go to my forehead? Do I, do I have to tape my tits like fucking Kim Kardashian does? Or do I go braless? Well, because then it, like a huge thing for me. So I get I have back fat now, which is. I didn't know what back fat was. Also, my boobs sweat fucking constantly didn't know what boob sweat was until that love that for summertime right honestly i sometimes will sleep with a wet towel in between my boobs just because i can't take the the boob sweat at night but um i got a lot of comments last summer when i was wearing uh tube tops um that you could see my back fat um and they're like you shouldn't be even say that like Like, you shouldn't be wearing that and i'm like well what should i be wearing tell me Please like, do you want me. me just to like not exist? Like this is yeah. my body. <laughs> but like again, the skinny girl down the beach is wearing the same outfit. Yeah. I mean, there's like seven clothing stars in Canada, guys. Okay, we all wear the same shit. Okay. We all have we all go to dynamite if we want something cute. We all yeah. go to the bay when we want to dress. Okay. We, we all wear the same shit. How come? Because I am no longer a zero and I'm no longer pl- like eight, like a size 18. I'm in the middle why am I getting shamed on both directions? I think yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no winning, honestly. There, there is no winning. Um, was there yeah. anything you wanted to share about this topic before we potentially move back no, to I Sims? Think, I think that's about <laughs> it. I love the tangents though. I love, these are things like I can tell you're also passionate about. So I love, love talking about that. 
Oh yeah. That's literally why I started a second series of literally just talking about real life things because these podcasts turned into like 5% Sims, 40, a hundred percent, everything else. Um, but I, I would love to have you back on sooner rather than later talking about this, because I think this okay. is a conversation that us women need to have with one another Absolutely. because we are our, our own worst enemies. Like my fiance says all the time, he's like, imagine if women actually got along with each other and worked together, we would, we would overrun the world. There would be no men in power. We would be in power, but because we're so busy fighting with one another that we forget to empower one another in the end. I love that. That's a really, that's a good soundbite. What you just said. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Fully agree. Exactly. Well, so Sims, (laughs) (laughs) why we're here. Um, So legacy player um what are your thoughts on what's happened on the sims this year so far well i'll start by saying i've actually stopped playing for a while okay i'm thinking about getting back into it but i stopped after growing together because the high chair glitch and not just that just the glitchy gameplay in general Mm -hmm. um i am so frustrated by ea's lack of caring about their fan base enough to make a can i use the f word Sweetheart, I've sworn like a thousand fucking times. You could, this is not censored. This podcast is not, like this podcast is monetized, but it's not affected by how often I swear. Because if I did, I'd I'd have to cancel the show. I fucking hate EA. I think they're a fucking disgrace. Yes. Um, and, And I'm not saying, this is what people on TikTok often don't understand. When I'm criticizing EA, I'm not criticizing the sim gurus. I'm criticizing the people that resource Yep. the game to make sure the game's good quality it's yep. tested you don't mm-hmm. get one of the wedding story fiascos <laughs> with glitches like like put out a playable product to yep. show like as simmers like we are so passionate about this game more than mm-hmm. like we're one of the most passionate gaming communities i strongly feel oh absolutely um, and yeah it's just having it at times unplayable game completely ruins it for me and i just get so angry I'm one of the very, I don't want to sound like a pick me, but I am one of the very few uh, sim talkers who openly criticizes EA because mm-hmm. I have no interest in like working with EA, being paid by EA, being an EA creator, networker, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I love my simmers who, who, and a lot of my friends are in the creator network. Yeah. Um, my fellow, fellow sim talkers and good for them. But I never want to censor myself. And I'm one of very few sim talkers that openly criticize EA. Um, and I, I wish that's something I heard more because I think it's important for us to put the pressure back on them and say, give us a fucking working game that we pay for, right? Instead Emily. of crowds, you can tell this is like what I'm like. You've come to the right place, my friend. I've every podcast this season, I have criticized how the game does not work. We have to spend thousands of dollars for a game that doesn't fucking work. We're talking about, I did a poll podcast about diversity a couple months ago now. And by the time this podcast comes out, we'll already, please go check out the diversity podcast, everyone. Um, Do you know what my, like everyone's complaining, like everyone's had such valid points. We're talking about rock, proper representation of fucking skin color, proper representation of facial features, proper representation of body fucking types. But yeah. they'll give us a fucking vortex and the goddamn wall and the decor to max kit that no one fucking asked for. And we're just trying to ask for proper representation of everybody and representing different cultures into the game that are not 
Western-based fucking worlds and how it's a joke of how this game is turning into becoming so, like, it's all about kits. And they're like, we're going to release a kit about, um, let's say Mumbai. We solved racism, guys. We now have Mumbai representation. No, you don't. You added clothing and you didn't go into any of the expectation of what, why you put it in there. What do those outfits represent? Where's their world? Like, we are white girls, okay? So we're able to make ourselves in the sim pretty easily, um, minus maybe if we have different, like, shades of hair. Like, my roots are obviously coming through. There's no roots in the sims. But for proper, like, Latino culture hair or Afro-Latinos, they don't have hair. But all the fucking hairs that they come out with have baby hairs. And I've had so many people being like, I don't have baby hairs, I got wigs. Like, why do you have all so many straight girl hairs? And especially even, let's talk about like, yeah, now stuff's starting to come out, but like fucking outdoor retreat shit, get together, city living, the garbage packs that were just basically all for white people and just, they forgot about other cultures. And you're lucky if they throw in like one, like Afro textured hair, like, here you go, you know, are you happy now? Like, I'm, I'm, that is something I'm also very passionate about as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know what? Some people... Now, this is an issue with uh, TikTok in general, and this is hard to talk about openly. So yeah. I know I'm not going to say things the right way, but I'm yeah. trying my best as yeah. anyone does. Um, my legacy family is Black. Yeah, I'm not Black. Or if they're, you know, like um, children of Black and white Sims. That's something that I mindfully, purposefully chose was to not only play white-ass Sims. Yeah because of the platform that I have I feel I owe it to my community and Mm -hmm. any simmer or anyone who enjoys watching my content not just to put out the same like (laughs) okay I really I'm not going to shit on other simmers because there's lots of people who play all different ways but the most common sims you see are the white blonde skinny sims that's all you see mostly and I'm like I don't want to be just another part of that there's enough of that out there Mm -hmm. I've actually gotten into some kind of sticky situations because um, of me putting out my Sims family and sharing it. But if you're not going to use your platform for those kinds of things, like why else would I be doing what I'm doing? I could not agree more. It's however you want to share your story. If you think the story is told by, you know, a different ethnicity to what you believe in, fucking go nuts and go do it. Like go nuts. As long as it's properly represented, you're good, right? And I think people just kind of get into being like, well, you're a white girl, so you can't tell black girl story because you have no idea what it's like to be on the other side. I, It's it's annoying for that aspect. So I, I'm also a storyteller. So I have a graphic novel, The Sims, for Rose Chronicles. Um, I get flack for it all the time because it's all very white-based. It is based off people I know. It's kind of more of a tribute to them because they're – they're unfortunately no longer with us. So I didn't even think twice about changing their ethnicity because I portrayed who they were to me. So I get flagged like, oh, another another white character. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, This is a real person. This is a real person. This is me legacying off to them. They wouldn't have given a shit if I would have made them a different race. I, To me, I was just trying to show off. I was trying to finally make closure for a hard time in my life. So don't read it. Bye. Yeah. Right? 
that's another thing. It's like, what experiences do you want to show? So I may not be telling stories of a lived Black experience, because that's not my life or my experience. But mm -hmm. I do try and push the envelope in sharing things like um, eating disorders, yeah. um, like maybe alcohol abuse or whatever, like things yeah. that I've experienced, um, bullying, you know, yeah. I'll incorporate those kinds of themes into my storytelling online. And yeah, it's really like, and if you don't like it, like, then don't know, read it. Other creators out there. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I got in trouble because I didn't put a trigger warning for something that I didn't think needed a trigger warning. I think it was like somebody had passed out. And they're like, you need a trigger warning for that. I'm like, they passed out. I didn't say how they passed out. They passed out. Why do I need a trigger warning? I understand this may trigger you. This story is 18A. Story's always been 18A. It's always going to continue to be 18A. So I get I get in trouble for trigger warnings. I also do pre-trigger warnings for anyone who does Sims porn and they're like, not safe for work. Tits on these pages or tits in this part. Thank you. Because I do a lot of con I do a lot of networking when I'm at work. And nothing is more awkward when my boss comes behind me and sees Sims tits on my screen. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I guess that's one good thing about working from home. <laughs> I've never used uh, Wicked Whims though, so I'm safe. But <laughs> Oh my God, never use Wicked Whims. Uh, that's how I know. I'm like, I when I'm having the roughest day of my life, and I've had a few of them, uh, my job is not to make fake penises for Wicked Whims because what is their reference photo? Are they watching porn? Are they Googling soft penises versus hard penises like what's the ratio do you decide when you were like this penis is gonna be a shower not a grower is it gonna be circumcised not circumcised okay like i don't have to make those decisions for fake sims penises <laughs> yeah so you know that's like different strokes for different folks right and you can definitely no. different strokes yeah exactly <laughs> so that's one thing that i really don't like about the tiktok community is how censor censored certain things are I'm all for child protection and child safety, but there's yes. a lot, like there's a million things I've said right now that people have never seen this side of me because they can't, because there's certain things I can't say on TikTok, but on YouTube, whatever, no problem. See, that's fascinating because I know YouTube's really cracking down on um, what you say for it to be really? monetized because, well, because I don't have that many, uh, like all of, like no one goes to my YouTube page to watch, okay. Hi, YouTube fans that are watching this live. I love oh. you dearly. There's like 30 or 40 of you. You guys are we rock love stars. You. Love you. We love we love your commitment. But most of my listens come from the actual audio because these are three fucking hour podcasts. So right. um, I know once I become monetized on YouTube, if I ever get to that many subs, there's no way half these podcasts are going to come through because there's too much swearing. And I... I talk about tits and boobs and penises. Yeah, all the good stuff. All the yeah. good stuff. I could not imagine being censored. I couldn't do it. It is not easy. And that is something that a lot, I feel comfortable saying this on behalf of my other sim talkers. It yeah. sucks because I've had videos taken down. So some of my friends of sims showering and it's blurry. It's blurred out and TikTok takes it down. Yet, yet at the same time, they seem to have no issue with kids basically dancing in very over sexualized ways yep and they don't do anything about that but these are adult sims blurred taking a shower nothing sexual not, no nudity and that's not okay yep. um so there's just a huge double standard on what they choose or care about censoring and yep. 
it makes it a nightmare for creators like us or like me um it sucks <laughs> that's just like honestly that's the fucking gross like it's gross like honestly yeah. I think that, and like the fact that like it's okay to have children dancing like in sexual ways wasn't there like a whole Netflix show called like cuties or something yeah. that was like dedicated to- yo guys that's for fucking pedophiles that's who's watching yeah. that shit and exactly. maybe like the-, the audience like maybe yeah. there's a few kids that want to see other kids I guess but who's the primary audience adult like- males adult it's- white males kids just throwing that out there um yeah it's really fucking gross it is it's really gross I have a lot of problems with TikTok in general but which is kind of funny because that is the only platform I'm really dedicated to like I post a little bit on YouTube like like there's a few videos but I'm not good at editing like that's why (laughs) I can do TikTok I can do CapCut I can't do like the fancy YouTube videos where they have like subtitles and music like I can't (laughs) No, that's way too much work. It's not. And like, because what the problem is now is YouTube is overrun by children. And all of these children, all the content is fucking deemed to them. So it's got to be three seconds. That's a huge grime I have with TikTok is everybody talks like, hi guys, I'm back to my channel. Okay, so today we're going to talk about this. And then like, because they're trying to stop the thumb. They're trying to grab your attention. You have, what is it? three seconds it used to be five seconds now it's down to three seconds to grab somebody and if you think three seconds I've literally said three seconds five times on the last four sentence has now been longer than three seconds three seconds is not a lot of time kids no, so they're rushing out and like my one of my nieces I was like do you watch movies because I was just trying to bond she's like 12 do, you or 13. Yeah. do you watch movies and she's like no auntie J, that's long form so oh, what she's no. telling me is that's long form content that she doesn't like because it's not a second. And she's on she's on TikTok for night like I want to say 16 hours a day. That is too that I want to say even more. This this kid's not sleeping. She's fucking on TikTok and it kills me because that's all they're doing. They're just watching these other people and they don't want to like have long form content because no one's going to watch it. I watch YouTube videos through and through. I will turn on a movie flame, Harry Potter podcast video, him explaining every single difference between the fucking worst Harry Potter film. Like, let's be honest, is Order of the Goddamn Phoenix is awful. That movie is awful. I will watch a two hour video of him explaining that to the end and he'll thank his listeners, be like, thank you guys for actually making it to the end of the video. And I was like, holy shit, did people not just watch a long form video to the end? And then when I started my YouTube journey, yeah, most of you guys, there's some of you guys. I'll, I'll actually, you can actually see your listeners drag off to your YouTube, like your to your content podcast. I have no idea. I assume you guys listen to it all. I hope you do. But it's crazy to see that. Um, but going to YouTube content, it's a lot of fucking work to get eight views. Yeah. And that's why TikTok is easier to get into because it requires less skill in editing um and the sad thing about tiktok and my heart really goes out to small small creators like five thousand or less followers that's something i've really built my community on is trying to highlight them and that's what i love about your platform as well is that you do Mm -hmm. have this space for people to come on regardless of whether you're from tiktok youtube whatever that's awesome um but tiktok makes it so difficult because it's really not about the quality i could spend five Danielle builds, for example, she mm-hmm. could make 
she is like one of my best friends by the way we text like every day I love her yeah shout out shout out um shout out and she can make like this castle but if your video like if the algorithm on TikTok just doesn't like your video or maybe the first three seconds weren't catchy enough like you're not it's not going to get views regardless of the time and immaculate perfection and detail that's put into it and that makes it so hard for any simmer to get into because you need to have that sort of like almost like a marketing skill Mm -hmm. um to know like how how is the algorithm gonna like your video over someone else's even if it's like the exact same build and it sucks um you yeah and it, it does make like the people who are rewarded the most are the ones who do like those kind of gimmicky like yeah catchy right yeah haha like shit videos like that and I'm just like no yeah I want creativity that's why I love Danielle builds shit I love Nard villain I like your stuff I love I like that type of where it's it's a little bit more put together I just don't want to see like someone's face and like they're like being like oh haha I prank you ha and it just was like the video's done I'm like you didn't prank me you're just a red balloon over there ah um it's it's interesting because I find that the TikTok algorithm vicious it's vicious you could have one video make it to a million views and your next video is getting a thousand and there's no in between there's there's nothing there so basically as um hip hip renee said in the tiktok podcast she just literally gauges um if one of her videos is going good she'll post like three in a row because the algorithm's clearly being friends with her today yeah. versus if she's having a bad day she won't post as much and i think that's stressing out content creators to always having that much disposable oh, yeah. content always ready to go like something about instagram like you could just post like once a day and you're like fine but yeah, if i had to yeah. make like seven posts a day or like multiple videos a day I'd fucking lose my brain. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Like no, that's a I'm, lot of content. That is. And I've seen so many creators like sim talkers get burnt out and everyone's been there. And it's yes. sad because you see people who are so passionate, but when the algorithm just doesn't reward them enough, it's like, why yeah. am I here? Why am I putting this content out? And I can't think of one sim talker that I'm friends with who hasn't been there. Oh, yeah. Regardless of how many followers you have. Like mm-hmm. same thing goes for people who have like half a million followers. Like it's a struggle and it's not sustainable. Um, and that's why I've taken so many content breaks um, and I stopped doing Twitch because it just wasn't worth the stress on my mental health. Because if I'm not enjoying my life and I'm not feeling healthy, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know? I completely got you. And I think this is a good time to let, let's talk about Twitch because you are the first simmer that I've talked to. That I, from what I can gather... You had a very negative experience on Twitch. Everybody I've talked to has had an amazing experience, recommends it. It's the next best drug. I can't get sold on Twitch to save my life. Do you mind talking about your experience? Oh, absolutely. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Um, So I think this goes back to how people feel about being on camera. So right now it feels like I'm talking to a friend. I'm talking to a person. Yeah. And that's awesome. I love that. But Mm -hmm. Twitch, Twitch is hard. You're talking to a screen. Yes. basically nobody and it's hard because to me it feels like I'm literally felt like I was sitting in a fishbowl and I like people are watching me I can't see them and it eventually got to me because I would just have chat going and I became hyper aware of how I'm presenting myself 
um, mm -hmm. having to constantly be on so you don't get like dead, dead air. Yeah. And uh, I felt like it was turning into a performance and yeah. it was stressing me out. It wasn't fun. It wasn't relaxing. I couldn't wait to turn that camera off. Mm -hmm. um, and it was difficult because there are so many people that I love and I love connecting with people, but that was just not, not the platform for me. Um, I just found it exhausting. And to the point where I was having nightmares that in, cause I was ta I talk in my sleep all the time and my husband could hear me talking like, like literally screaming. Yeah. So, and that's a very intense um, kind of experience I had where it just wasn't for me. And it was hard for me because I'm a hardcore, like, I don't want to say perfectionist, but like I drive myself too hard. Mm -hmm. And I was passionate because I was finding a ton of success. I became an affiliate really quickly. I mean, they don't make it that hard to reach yeah. the check marks, especially if you already have a community you can bring over. But there are tons of people there. So I found success wise, it was easy. So it's like, mm -hmm. so why am I not enjoying this then? You know, but because it's just not for me. I thank you. Thank you for validating that. Because not only have I like I have a Twitch just to say like, if I ever decide to do it and like yeah. now I have three followers I've never posted a video they just know that I have it and they're like I'll just come because like you do your stuff what I want to explain to people because this is like my 130th podcast currently being filmed by the time this comes out there'll be a way more now that I'm doing two series it's a lot easier to talk to a human yeah it's it, it's it's easy to talk to a guest right but you're talking to a screen Cause I did a, I did a couple let's plays and I was like, ah, mm, ah, mm, ah, ah, cause I didn't know what the fuck to say. And I wasn't confident at that time. And because I have a mild form of Tourette's, um, as you guys, a lot of you guys know, I hum when I get really nervous and I still do it on these podcasts. And there's like six or seven hums that go, hmm, or ha, like and you, I don't even know I'm doing it. Um, and it was really scary to edit that out of being like, you can see, like, I wasn't having fun at doing these Let's Plays because they're like, okay, guys, so, like, Rachel's running. It's running. Yeah, like, what do you say? Like, you're my Sims taking a shit. Like, like what, what, what do I have to well, go off of that, Well, that's exactly it, right? So now everyone's like, okay, well, now you've built this platform up, Saucy. Like, you can, like, put it on to Twitch. Honestly, I have a lot of projects on the go. I don't want to put Twitch and like something you said about being on. And I, I, I want to ask these questions because I've asked Nard villain now. So Stassi is a personality. I am not Stassi. Stassi is when I am working. Stassi is something I turn on and turn off. Jen is not Stassi. How about you? Do you, is Emmy, Emmy Sims, is that a personality or is that you? Or can you turn yourself off and off and on? Well, there's an Emmy, but that's not my name. My, there's an Emmy and there's an Emily. Yeah. And it's really funny because, for example, like um, Danielle, Danielle Bills, one of my best friends, yeah. um, she still calls me Emmy, but we're like close, close. So yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> like Hannah Montana. I absolutely do have this other side of me, even yeah. in business emails for like content ads and whatnot. Like yeah. they refer to me as Emmy, but I go, well, go home or yeah. to my husband or my job yeah. and I'm Emily. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely a way that I've sort of separated that part out from my, like, I don't want to say real life because it's all part of me, but yeah. it's absolutely uh, a different side of me. But you know, yeah. what's funny is that right now talking to you, yeah. this is more Emily than yeah. any Sims. Absolutely. But on a platform like TikTok, where you have to 
censor yourself mm -hmm. and sound a certain way for videos to get attention, I absolutely um, kind of go into like Emmy mode a little bit. Cause like, that's what the algorithm kind of likes, I guess, and has been successful for me, but it's not what I enjoy the most. Right. I want to be able to be as open and frank as I would be right now, like swearing, talking about whatever. And I do a little bit of that, but there's not much you can get away with. What you got to do, kid, is you got to join, you got to get to the podcast community because you can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, that's like, that would be my dream. I love that. Like, you know, I asked you at least twice so far. Can I swear? <laughs> yes, you can swear. You can swear. You can swear all the fucking time. There's yeah. nothing I'm going to cut out. And I know there's some people that go, Bing! and that was, that was a huge thing to me. Why I think there are several Sims podcasts out there. And they're all amazing. I think this one stands out because it's real and it's raw. And it's not bullshit. It's not, we'll, we'll badmouth EA and the same breath. We'll be like, I'm excited for the new kit. By the way, fix your fucking game. Yeah, exactly. Like daddy EA, I know listens to these because now gurus listens to these. And I understand that I'll sometimes ask for something. And then lo and behold, it's there. I'm still waiting for decorative pillows, uh, throw blankets, half open doors, half open windows. I'm still waiting for those guys. So get on those, please. Um, fix but the high chairs, fix the fucking high chairs. Fix the fucking high chairs. Fix the fucking high chairs. But like honestly, um, who just uh, uh, P Frog and uh, Hip Hip Renee just started their own. Just started their own podcast, and I was like, is I want to ask them eventually when I get on to their show, how how was it like to finally be free? Yep. How is it finally like to say awesome whatever the fuck you want, right? Because that's, it's weird to, to me to think like you can't just say whatever the fuck you want and there's repercussions. Like RSS, who I pay lots of money every month, who now pay me money, um, they're never going to pull a podcast down because I'm not breaking any of their laws, swearing and saying boobs and penises and poops and shits. That's fine. They encourage that. They want they want to drive that 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 way. I couldn't imagine being a, on a platform where you feel censored and you oh, couldn't be horrible. yourself. It's awful. But as much as I bad talk TikTok, there's obviously a reason I continue to do this and I continue to grow this community. So that's something that I'm a very cynical, pessimistic person, which you probably would never guess uh, just from my TikTok alone. Like friends who have actually gotten to know me know me are like, oh, Emmy, like. I didn't know you're that kind of person, whether it's like, I don't know, my sexuality or whatever. They're like, oh, there's this whole other side of you. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I can't show that on TikTok. Um, you know, it's hard, but I just, I started my TikTok because it was during COVID. I was yeah. loving building and like, I want to ignore the traffic sounds. That's um, <laughs> I really just wanted to share my builds and see other people's builds and put that out there and that's what started it. I just wanted to share my my builds in my Sims and that's it. Um, and that's where it all started from. And it's weird because there's so much bullying. I've experienced a ridiculous amount of bullying on TikTok and it's horrible. And you know, it's just these little kids who probably don't get enough love from their parents on their mm -hmm. phone. Like, you know, the amount of bullying I've gotten regarding my size, like it's terrible. Um, and it's like, I'm literally just trying to show you a house I built. Like yeah. in a video, if you don't like it, scroll. Like it's not that serious. I like, 
And I'm so sorry that's happened to you. And that was something that we talked a lot about on the TikTok podcast was trolls Mm -hmm. Um, and how damaging a comment can be. Because, you know, like, they know the old saying, sticks and stones may break their bones, but words will never hurt me. I actually think words hurt more than a fist because a word, like a word is that could be that could be damaging for the rest of your life. A punch to the face is going to break your nose. It'll be fine in like 12 weeks. But if someone keeps saying the same words, because then what happens is one troll will come and then three more trolls will come and then they'll then they'll continue to go on or your trolls will uh, destroy your um actual fans that comment on stuff because then they'll belittle them and then you lose your fans that way because you yeah. can't control the trolls and you'll delete them and they'll, they just come back in tenfold because they're like oh well we clearly got under this bitch's skin let's 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 show them what we really had like that was nothing that was yeah. just a little keyboard comment that went nowhere let's go out and ruin their life um that's really fucked up i just experienced my first i i mean people have said a lot of really fucked up things to me that like take your glasses off you're not funny. You think you talk a lot. You're awful. Uh, you should put makeup on. You should actually look like you give a shit about doing these interviews. You should come more prepared. Uh, the newest thing is somebody pretended to be me and asked somebody to go for an interview and asked for them to be paid being me. Damaging my brand. If that would have gone out immensely, very quickly, everything that I've worked for the last two years would have gone up into smokes very quickly. And I had to apologize to this person because that didn't happen. And I talked about it on uh, the mental health podcast because this person went out of the way to create a fake email to ask people for, I don't know how many more people they asked. The person only reached out to me because they're like, I can't afford to pay to be on, on your show. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I don't ask for money. I get money sometimes from podcasts but I'm not asking you for money you know someone was out there trying to ask you like oh you can be on my show but it's you have to pay me in in quid in pounds yeah that's disturbing it's disturbing so listening to this and I I said it in the mental health podcast like came out like May 28th which I know is coming out like December 20th but like no one I will never ask you for money Ever. I will never ask my fans for money. I never will do that in a million years. The only time I ask for money is if I'm partnering with a charity. And if you'd like to donate on their behalf, uh, please do. But I will never physically DM you being like, you have to pay me 20 quid to be on my show. So that's another reason why you may not like Twitch as a platform. That was one of the things I didn't like is mm-hmm. that the amount of donations people give. It's like, I don't want your money. I want brands like EA's money. Yeah. It's like, I, do I want your five dollars where you might be working full-time or part-time and struggling to feed yourself and you're still on twitch mm-hmm. donating like if that's what you want to do you know good for you but that's not something I'm comfortable receiving mm-hmm. and I had a hard time with that I had a very dear friend um donate money and said I just got paid and I'm like I work full-time my husband's a lawyer like yeah. if I'm gonna get money Let's get it from a brand sponsorship. I'll take all their money. Who cares? If yeah. you're a corporation, I'll bleed you dry. Yes. <laughs> like, and I oh. found that very difficult was getting those donations from regular people who may have lower salaries than me. Like, I just found it really uncomfortable and it felt sort of like, I don't want to say begging, but that was just not something I was comfortable with. Yeah. It's kind of feel like this, like the sensation of fundraising. 
like because yeah. I know there's patreons and stuff and I have a patreon and like no one uses it because yeah. I, again I feel weird of being like give me your money give me your money give yeah. me your money I mean if you want to give me money yeah I mean I'm not gonna stop you I'm poor I'm planning a wedding money's just fl- basically come to my house the end of June I'm gonna make it rain that week because I gotta pay a lot of bills out that week I'm, I'm just gonna stand out there with a money gun and just go fucking like this because <laughs> I'm literally paying out like six grand in like a span of two days to multiple different vendors out of my own personal pocket so yeah um not fun but it's just gross and it's weird and I just don't like it and I and I definitely yeah. just like again I never asked for money and the fact that somebody just pretended to be me to ask my fans for money it was just so fucking gross that's so horrible I'm sorry to hear that happen that, that that's okay really up at night. like that's disturbing yeah but um anyways thank you for sharing like like this bullying aspect of TikTok and it sucks and did you want to get into a little bit more of like the trolls and how you handle your trolls so maybe anybody listening to this can know like proper steps and how to do that because it can take a toll on your mental health oh yeah it does even when I've let things go and before I get there I do want to say that I haven't been perfect I very early in my TikTok career I was very insecure I was suffering so badly mentally about my own self-image it was not good and I've been I've made some mistakes in the past and I feel like I've been on both sides of it I'm a very different person now some people don't believe that people can change but I've done years of therapy and I'm actually um, a survivor of SA it took me years to I know that's a big topic I don't talk about that on TikTok but it took me years to get to where I am right now So Mm -hmm. I've been a shitty person in the past, including on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I know that I ultimately feel sad for the people that are spending their time trying to hurt and hurt others. And you know, they are a shitty person and they must feel even worse inside. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been there. I've uh, tried to make amends where I could. Um, And it wasn't like, I don't know how serious it was compared to some bullying that's out there, but that's not a part of my life that I'm proud of. Yeah. So I do want to fully, you know, own up to that as well and not pretend, oh, I'm some innocent angel, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like to, to deal with the trolls, if anyone is interested in being a content creator, that's just a reality you have to accept. Um, it comes at a cost. Some mm-hmm. people turn off their comments, but why else are you, like, why would you be posting if you don't want some form of community and engagement? Yep. Um, and there's always going to people going to be people out there who don't like you don't like what you're doing don't like that you're in this space um and like there's not a lot of advice I can give except just when people do get under your skin just think like where is this coming from why are they spending their time doing this you know it's probably because um I don't want to say a sign of success but there's a reason why for some reason hurting you is actually that important to them that they're even yep. bothering doing this. So that means you're out there. <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> well, that's I terrible mean, advice, but <laughs> no, you, you you nailed it on the head. If you're putting yourself out there for the people to judge you, some people are gonna f- throw you flowers, some people are gonna throw tomatoes at you. You yep. cannot judge, you can't gauge who's gonna throw flowers or who's gonna throw tomatoes. There could be people, vice versa. Started flowing flowers, but ended throwing tomatoes and then vice versa. And I, what you said, something I really resonate is those people are very negative 
and they live and misery likes company guys. And that's always going to be this way. And they will, they'll, they'll say that hurtful comment because they think it hurts you just as much as they're hurting on the inside because they want you to feel how bad they're feeling. And that's not true. Um, they just want to take you down, but how I always like to be is I like to be better. I like to rise above it because this person does not know me. Yeah. They do not know who I am. They don't know the struggles I've gone through. They don't know the miracles I've done. So I will not let somebody's comment like that hurt me. Now, if that was like my mom, then I would be like, holy shit. Like she knows yeah. me. Right. So I think it's, it's interesting to like, isn't it like, what's it called? Like, isn't that paralife, but like people who they think they know you because they see you on their screen every day, but like you wouldn't actually oh, yeah, parasocial, parasocial, parasocial yeah. relationship. And that's exactly what the trolls is. It's a parasocial relationship because they think that you're going to do something that you didn't do because in their mind you did it. So you disappointed them. So they're going to take it out on you because that is usually when people react is when they feel disappointed. Could be anger disappointed or sad disappointed. So jealousy, who knows? Jealousy, <laughs> tear, yeah. tear down. Honestly, most of my comments have come from women. I believe that. And it's sad. I've seen it as well. Yep. And yeah, it's, it is sad. I, I find it very disappointing when I see that as well. Um, there's something I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah. There are a couple ways that you can deal with comments and yeah. I'm friends with hip hip Renee. I love her. I actually own two of her merch shirts and I just like, I actually had to throw one out cause I wore it so much. It got holes in it. I'm oh not joking. God. And I do laundry like every, like every two days. So it was just constantly being washed anyway. Yeah. Love, love Renee. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way she handles hate comments is very different from me. So there are a couple ways you can go about it. Yep. She is kind of the personality that if someone makes a really fucking stupid comment, she'll like point it out and like make a video. And it's hilarious. And I love that for her. But I found right now, I find it to like, I don't want to say like protect my peace because that sounds really cringe. But for me, I prefer now just to delete and move on. I don't want to engage. That will just wear on me. I'll waste more of my life thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I just try and delete and move on because these people, these trolls, feed off engagement they want to get under your skin and to know that you know you know that you're seeing them and it's bothering you yeah so and it took me a long time to get there I used to respond and I'd be offended and I'd respond to them it's like why that's what they want yeah um or you can be like Renee and it's just hilarious and super entertaining to see how she responds so I there's a ways to go I know we literally joked on our podcast I was like when the negative views like ever come out for this podcast that so we're gonna make a tiktok together going through talking about them and like being like haha you suck but i take more of that way now because i'm a little bit more confident at doing this yeah. and i know that like stick the comments can hurt but they mean nothing because they don't know me but that takes a long time to feel that especially when you're starting off and you want everybody to like you because as we've talked about we're social beings we want to be liked we want to make sure that like what we're putting our time and effort into that people actually like it and if it turns out that we don't like it people don't like it they're like oh man like why am I doing this then like I think everybody as a content creator if it's not just sims or anything have gone through multiple break like like midlife crisis breakdowns of being like why am I fuck am I doing this Exactly. I just had, I had it, uh, last week I was so sick. Um, 
had bronchitis and it was like the first time I was sick like really I was like I had COVID twice but like this was this was a fucking different like this knocked me off my feet and people were messaging me being like oh like I hope you're okay and people are like you're not messaging me back like like what the hell is going on I'm like I had I had to like put it out there and then people were like oh like you're still getting podcasts out though right and I'm like yeah yeah, it's like, what do I owe you? Like, I need to take care of myself yeah. right now. Like, like why yeah. did, like, why did I, because like, everybody does it when they're taking a break. They're like, yeah, guys, like, I'm just taking a, like, a weekend break. And I'm notorious for doing it. I'll be like, oh, like, I'm going away for the weekend. No one should give a shit if I liked your photo or not in, like, a day. Yeah. Right? But, like, it's just, like, they, like, the, the community that you build becomes very needy. Now, I, I have to ask you this because I'm really curious you talked about in your community at TikTok, like it's a very close community. Like it's a very fun. How did you do that with that many people and to grow such a close community? So it hasn't, it was very easy to do starting out when you only had a few people, you could actually get to know who each person is. Um, yeah. You'll see other simmers and even people who don't post their own Sims content, people that engage with you regularly, you just get to know when you get to chat. Yeah. And Twitch helped with that. That's a great way to get to know people. Sadly, that didn't work out for me overall, but um, it started out like where I was able to have the time because um, there weren't as many people starting out to actually get to know people, really connect with them individually. Where yeah. now um, it's a lot harder. I still do notice if there are people who comment regularly, like I still try and support smaller simmers when I notice them and like them, like, mm -hmm. like their stuff. Um, but it's, it's definitely hard right now. It's no longer as close knit as before I'd say, just cause it's not sustainable. I can't have a close knit community of me with like 60,000 people. I can't, but the people who do take the time to comment and ask me questions, I love that. And I do try and try my best to answer, but right now I can't answer all the questions I get anymore. And that makes me a little sad because I used to, yeah. but, um, see it this again sounds like pick me energy I have so many comments I can't respond to them all but that's a reality of like when you are a larger simmer um and it's too bad but I do try my best to read everything even if it takes me longer um so yeah it's been a journey I I'm still, do you want to say sorry yeah. I am still close with the same people from the beginning and yeah. there are people here that have been here through it all and I love that and I love that they're still enjoying my content and I'm enjoying theirs when I am on TikTok. And I, I do love that. Do you want to take a moment and shout them out? Air's yours. Uh, yeah, well, like there's a few simmers like Nard Villain. Yeah. I helped get him, um, I don't want to say started, but when I recognized him, this is a way that I do try and recognize other creators. Is he was like brand new to TikTok and I just gave him a, you know, shout out and he got tons of followers and that just kind of kicked things off. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, there's Grace. I love her. I don't know if it's like Sims Daily Grace or something. She's something like awesome. that. Yeah. 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 She's, she's great. And there is Yellow Lamico. Okay. Um, now I'm not, I am entering to be in, a, in an affiliate, but this is my friends. This is not like an ad, but she does Sim planners, including oh, like, and cute. Such a, I'm such an organization nerd. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Yellow Lamico. She gave me a couple planners. Um, and they're really fun. And especially as someone who loves STEM families, I just love staying organized and like, I don't know. So there, there's a lot of people that I would 
uh, would love to shout out. Like uh, another one, Lulu Leon. He is British. He's so fun. He's one of the sweetest guys. Um, definitely like one of the, not like a huge Sims creator, but he's been posting amazing content all the time mm -hmm. um, for a long time now. So yeah, I don't know. There's, I just, I genuinely feel really happy when I see these people online and I don't know, I have good memories of when I was like talking to them more. <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> What's that's okay. Which actually leads me to my, my question I have for you is, do you remember like your first ever super fan and how did it feel to have one person like really love your content? I mean, I definitely felt like, like it's hard to describe. Um, Cause there definitely was like an aspect of ego to it, at least for a little while. I'd be like, Oh, like I'm famous online. And like, I don't feel that way right now. I just feel like I'm Emily. <laughs> I just happen to share Sim stuff, but it was definitely like a weird kind mm -hmm. of feeling. There was actually one time, um, I live around Halifax. I share yep. that online yep. in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. And I was at getting breakfast with my husband. I didn't have my makeup on. I was just probably in sweatpants or something, just eating breakfast. And there was someone there who works there who recognized me by my voice and came over and was like, oh my God, are you Emmy Sims? And that was in person. That was insane. That was fucking crazy. That was to me the most wild moment where I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> and that was so nice. So shout out to Chloe. Um, she's so awesome. But yeah, that was really, really funny. I love that. Um, qu another question. Have you had a moment go viral and what did you do to celebrate that moment? So the funny thing is I've never, ever had a video get um, a million views ever, which is really funny because a lot of people do at some point. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how the algorithm decides, but usually they do. Um, and I haven't, but the videos that have gone the closest to viral, like over, you know, half a million, yeah. 700,000, whatever, <laughs> almost a million. Um, have been some of my more, I don't want to say gimmicky videos, but there's certain videos you put out because you know they'll get attention versus like, here's my build, which is, that's what I really do enjoy showing, but it doesn't yeah. get as much engagement. So mm -hmm. like Strangerville, like when the Sims are all like, <laughs> eat, the, eat the forbidden fruit and they're all freaking yeah. out. Those videos went massively viral. And I guess um, I'm the kind of person, and this is part of my problem and probably why I have anxiety that I often don't stop and celebrate. In mm -hmm. fact, I'm like, okay, how can I keep this going? Um, how can I replicate the success? And that's the same for even my professional life. So yeah. that's something I do want to work on is being able to take a step back and be like, okay, let's celebrate this moment and be in the moment yeah. versus constantly pushing for more. Um, yeah. And that's just like my personality. <laughs> Honestly, I have a relaxed person. <laughs> I, I've got you. Um, I've never had a podcast get to a million views. I don't think a podcast, one of my possible, never, it, that's humanly impossible. But I've had podcasts in the tens of thousands of listens because throughout the early pandemic, for some unknown reason, my podcast was heavily played in Australia. Oh, wow. Don't know. It was like the number eighth most listened podcast for leisure games. So I had wow. like, you'll literally hear me thanking in the first season, my fans in Australia. Yeah. So that stopped. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> the fuck do I do? Right. And I just kept going. 
And then I, I, Nard villain has become a very good friend of mine. And he, like he said, he was like, Sauce, you got to stop and smell the roses. And when we did our mental health podcast this week, he's like, well, what'd you do when a moment went viral? And I'm like, well, I recently had a, a, a viral moment and I wouldn't even say it was that viral, but I hosted, like, do you know what machinimas are? Like, do you know, like anything about the machinima community? Okay. So there was the machinima awards. I was like, I was a host of, I was a co-host of it and I won for best um actress because I do a lot of machinima work I I open this platform up to a lot of storytellers especially on my Instagram page where I do written interviews every Saturday um for storytellers and specifically only storytellers not machinima storytellers anyways long story short um so I won for best inclusive simmer for this podcast and my my friends came out my, like my closest Sims friends, they surprised me. And that moment to me, I was like, oh my God, like this is real. Like, holy shit. Like not only did people vote for me and I won, but the fact that three of my closest friends came together to give me this award. Yeah. And I had no idea. It was a surprise. I saw three of my closest, I was like, what the fuck? Are like, Cause it was all, it was, a, it was an actual machinima. They had made, they, they had sent their sim selves to Yes, She's a Simmer. And it was OMG Sims, Gabby, and the Mom Cave, which I work very close with all three. And just hearing them being like how much I've helped the community, because there are parts of this where I wanted to, I want this to be my legacy. I want people to remember Stassi or Jenny or Jen or Jennifer, whatever name you know me by, this is, this is what I've done. I was able to give people a voice that maybe people didn't have a voice for, and I'm starting to see it. And I was like, oh my God, this is real. Like, this is real now. People listen to this people. I was on people's Spotify for their raps of most listened to podcasts. There's somebody, somebody, there's people that listen to this podcast. uh, to use it to teach English. because the podcast is so long so they'll literally break these podcasts up and i'm like that's insane that must be so hard to be like oh my god that's real (laughs) it's real it's real now and the okay the craziest thing i had a real life experience it was the most awkward experience so um I was, I, an old company, so I worked for a company for four years and I worked with them about the pandemic and they were very bad to me. The owner was very bad. I spoke on this podcast many times of how I was verbally abused on a day-to-day basis. Um, but I had to do the hiring and there was a girl and she came in and she's like, I love the Sims. And I turned to my boss and said, we have to hire her. And they're like, of course. And I, cause he didn't like, he didn't fully understand like what I was doing. And it was awkward for her at the time because I was coming out with podcast interviews being like how awful this job is. She would have heard my, anyways, I kind of, I kind of let that spoil go. So, so she's talking about Twitch. She's like, yeah, there's also like like one of my favorite podcasters. Her name's Stassi. I can't like, she's like really, she's really like, she has a talk show. She's really chatty. I really like, I like her, but like, I don't listen to all of them. She's like, you you play Sims. Do you listen to Stassi's podcast? I was like, I was like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I get around, you're right. She's a little chatty. She goes off topic a lot, but, uh, <laughs> so then we hired her and the day she goes, she's like, you're Stassi. And I'm like, I am. And they're like, does anyone else here? know?" And I said, no. So she yeah. went and go, t- she went and told my boss 
And my boss listened to all the negative feedback. And that was basically, yeah, no, that didn't go well. Thanks. I don't think she listens anymore, but thanks for doing that, by the way. Um, Yeah. So I didn't last too much longer at that place. I got fired on March 1st and uh, better, bigger and better things came along the way. But it was so weird to be spotted in the public by my voice. That's an really interesting take wow for an interesting experience like that's insane yeah I would never expect that in 100 years yeah and like now I like at my new job I'm I'm very open with it like yep this is I actually put on my resume that's a job I make money I put on there and they're like you make money doing this I was like yes I do and they're like you're not gonna do I'm like it's church and state when I'm at work I'm at work and when I'm at home I do this and I, t- I was talking to a girl that she's like, I've played The Sims my whole life. And she's like, I'm like, oh, just so you know, like I like I play The Sims and like I sometimes get paid to talk yeah. about The Sims. And she's like, holy shit, like, isn't that the dream? And I'm like, I don't know, because I still have to work here. So yeah. like, I'm working two jobs. I'm working two full-time jobs of putting out content, which I don't think a lot of people realize that once, like what I'm trying to get into people's heads is once you get that million view uh, TikTok, Guys, you still have to pay rent. You still have bills to pay. And if a recession comes and like, if you're having a really profitable month and rolling in that ad money, like I had one amazing month last year and I couldn't believe I was getting thousands of dollars just Mm -hmm. for like a 30 second kind of shitty ad. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think they were all shitty, but like, it's insane. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if a recession comes, like, I need to be able to know I can consistently have money coming in when it's coming in and how much like, yep. and that's one of the reasons I'll never be a full-time content creator because nope. it's just going into the world of the unknown, like running yep. your own business. Exactly. Yep. Like, and, and that some people thrive in that kind of environment, but I need that kind of stability and yeah. Oh, a hundred percent for me. It was me and my fiance were trying to have a family for many years. And um, unfortunately it's very hard to do because uh, I have health problems um, on my ovaries and I wanted to have a way to back up, have a uh, top up my mat leave pretty much because I don't understand. Let's have a baby. Let's have the most expensive periods of your life, but let's only pay you 55% of your pay. Like, it's just like where I need that extra 45%. I can barely make ends meet on a normal basis. Let's, yeah. why are you taking away? And they're like, oh, but you have the baby bonus. So I'm like, that doesn't replace income. No, no, no imagine, and I, that's coming from Canadians where we have a better mat leave system yeah. than the U.S. and it's still not enough. I can't imagine um, having an even worse like system for that. No, because I think I think they're three months. I think that's what their mat because ours is twelve or eighteen months. But if you get eighteen months, you only get thirty three point three percent of your pay. Yeah, it's, it's the same pay. It's just spread out over eighteen months and. The thing that no one's talking about here is the the, the crisis of childcare, because obviously there's ten dollar a day childcare, but it's a select few spots, and you have to wait. Like basically, when, like my friends now are putting their name on daycare lists. They're not even pregnant, but they're considering potentially having a baby that will need childcare by 2028. So they'll need it by then. Yeah, that's and that's how they're getting their ten dollar a day spots. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Easy. How can it you is. plan that far out? Like, what, like, like, cause, like, I'm, like, I'm open about, it. like, me and my fiance tried 
um, for eight, no, 13 months and nothing happened. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't shocked by that because I, I've had a history of miscarriages, but like nothing happened. And then all, cause all, cause all with the pandemic, I'm, I don't know if you saw it in your friend groups. Cause like we're clearly right on the same age. I'll be 30 this year. Um, I think you said you're 32. Uh, 27 27 okay so I'm older than you um everyone was having babies in the pandemic and we tried and it didn't happen and then everyone's like so like babies coming soon and I'm like it's like it's just that gross comment of being like oh like I don't know like I just tell people now I'm like I don't even know if I want kids because then they get off your back because they never they never ask about but if you're like hemming and hawing like at my new job I flat out just said I'm like I don't want kids I yeah. fucking lied to them because they wouldn't have hired me because it they shouldn't be a position that we're in as women or people nope. who can't give birth like it's yeah it's terrible I agree so that shitty job I had me and the owner used to get into screaming matches on the on a daily basis he got into a screaming match with me because he wanted me to ask all the women we were hiring if they were going to take a mat leave I was uh, like, hey, that's against the law. So you can't do that. And I'm never going to do that. And should I ask the men if they're going to take paternity leave? Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like, Jen, because I was covering a mat leave. And I was my, my one of my really good friends was also on a mat leave. So basically two mat leaves in an office of five people. And he's like, he's Jen, I am not paying to fucking have another woman go on mat leave. It is not fair to the business owner. That is on you. Oh my God. So I literally said to him, I said, you don't have to worry because I'm never coming back after a mat leave. Once I'm out of this fucking place, I'm out. Yeah. And he's like, then he's like, then go. I was like, well, I can't just fucking leave. But I'm telling you, if you continue to treat me poorly, I will fucking yeah. walk out the door. And then one day he just fired me. And wow. you know, so he fired me and he laid me off in the same sentence because he's such an idiot. He actually doesn't know. I got my three week, I got my severance. I walked out the door. I never looked back. And when he posted the job position, because he fired me because he's restructuring the, the job title and I no longer fit oh, the that's requirements. Off. Yeah. 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 So he um wanted to find somebody that would make 32% less money than me. Oh my God. He's come October when our minimum wage goes up to $16.55 here. Um, this person he'll have to actually top them up to that. Oh, because yeah. he had them starting at like 1575 and i made well into the 20s wow yeah. for the same job same job yep. same job that's messed up yep fuck men yeah exactly fuck men i'll fuck say men. it yeah fuck men not all men my fiance's great but even he'll say like yeah fuck men yeah yeah, don't get me started on not all men. <laughs> I'll be here another five hours, then I'll, I'll have to get some mimosas or something. No, oh my god! Oh my god! I could totally take mimosa right now, or just orange oh. juice. Oh, I'm <laughs> craving. Honestly, I'm your 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 Tim Hortons is making me want a double stuff Oreo ice cap. Like no one's business. I might yeah. go do that. I've because this is my ninth podcast in three days so I have, I have one more after this and i might go get nice i mean as we're literally talking yeah guys i film a lot of content in a weekend so but anyways yeah. emmy sims it's been a pleasure i got, I got a couple more questions for you and i'm going Absolutely. to i'm here for them. fuck yeah okay so you're an extremely you're an extremely open book which i absolutely love um 
at the beginning of the podcast, before it's been recorded, I was talking to you about how our paths crossed um, and how like, I just like Danielle builds was like, Hey, reach out to them for TikTok. And I had such a negative experience trying to get people on here because they're like, well, you don't do TikTok content. Why would I be participating? Um, which left a really bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to name names. That's not the name yeah. game I play. Um, can you kind of talk about that experience? Should should that have happened to me? Or is that just like a one-off experience? No, that shouldn't happen. And uh, I mean, I used to get into drama a little bit more than I think I should have. Um, and I think that's part of I don't want to say a flaw in my personality, but that's just an inherent part of the TikTok Sims community. Mm -hmm. Like there is a lot of drama. Um, and I don't know, I can't speak for what the YouTube community is like or Instagram, but uh, yeah, there's like issues with plagiarism and um, people's egos, like some, some people. Um, mm -hmm. Luckily I'm friends with so many lovely Simmers and like, it's all good. But uh, I think the Sims TikTok community can be clicky. But like I said, I can't speak for the other communities. But um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I think the Sims TikTok community is so not inclusive for people who create outside of the TikTok world. Yeah. And I think, at least from my experience, because uh, I don't know why that is necessarily, but like I don't do YouTube videos. So the, the Simmers I know, like you've mentioned so many simmers so far. Like I didn't, I don't know them unless they're on. Yeah. <laughs> unless they're on TikTok. I didn't even know who James Turner was, which is hilarious. Uh, I mean, I know who Will Simsy is, but everyone does, but that's actually one of my blocked terms from comments is Will Simsy because people will tag her in everything. And it's like, okay, good for her. But like, maybe let's highlight simmers who like don't already have like millions yeah. of followers. <laughs> like I exist too. Well, that's so, it's so funny you say that because like, I would say the Simstagram community has to be the most supportive community out there. I like, I'm literally the gateway drug of like, like I'm like a cult leader at this point, like trying to convert people to come to the Simstagram because everyone is so supportive. Everyone will share your shit. The bigger creators share the smaller shit, the show, the smaller creators. Right. Care. It's, it's just, it's so opening. Like you could literally post a build and it could be a screenshot of your phone from the computer and people say this is the best build I've ever seen this is absolutely incredible it's it's wow. it's so welcoming and supporting so when I started reaching out to other communities because I wanted to build this platform to not just represent since like Instagram because that's literally where like most of my following is I wanted to reach out to TikTok and to Twitter uh YouTube I mean it's usually TikTok uh YouTube and Instagram usually do go hand in hand so I wasn't that wasn't too hard but the Twitter and TikTok community, I really got the cold shoulder. Um, they so were like, sorry to hear that. That's okay. I mean, it was like, I, I was just kind of like, okay, well, you don't want to be on here. That's fine. But I'll remember that when yeah. in a couple years from now, when this is getting a little bit more attention, I'll remember you because you didn't want to be on here. Am I a petty bitch? Absolutely. I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that because this, I'm doing this out of my free time, out of my pocket. I have missed birthday parties. I have missed funerals. I have missed quality time with friends and family because I chose to do this as a job. And yeah. I, I get to decide who comes on. I get to decide what we talk about and I get to decide everything. And if I don't want you as a guest, I don't want you as a guest. And I will say, I have never turned away a guest. Even if I don't 
even if I'm not a particular fan, which has never happened, I'm a fan of everybody that's come on, but I will have everybody, I'll have anybody on here. Even someone can come on here and they could be anti everything I'm against. I would want to talk to them. Hmm. I would want to know why you feel that way. I don't think it would be a good podcast. I would think it'd be an interesting one. I've just basically, I want to end this, like, just because we don't share the same values doesn't mean that we can't talk about topics. I don't think everybody is a socialist. I don't think everybody is a feminist that I've talked to. That doesn't mean we can't sit and be like, go, yeah, guys. So uh, what's your favorite expansion pack, right? So like- Yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to be best friends, but yeah. (laughs) No, I've definitely had interviews that are, uh, they're one and done. Yeah. Or I've had interviews where they're, they come on 10 times or I thought they would be one and done. Or I had, um, bigger creators where they're just like, this is like my third or fourth podcast. Like it's fine. Oh, or I, I have yeah. creators where they're like their moms message out to me being like, my daughter was on here and it was amazing to see her living her best life. So it's, it's, I, I kind of see all across the board. What do you see in the TikTok universe versus what maybe I see on Instagram? And do you mean like good or bad things or everything, everything, everything. So as you were speaking, I was kind of thinking like, why did you get the cold shoulder from certain simmers? And I'm kind of under the impression that there are, there are certain TikTokers out there, not just in the Sims community that are so numbers focused. Yes. Um, So numbers focused, like the number of your followers will mean if they follow you back or not. Yep. People are hyper aware of the ratios of who they're following versus their follower list. And it's so toxic and that's not necessarily their fault as people, but like, that's what, you know, gets attention, at least on TikTok. It's so numbers focused. And if you want to get brands like money from brands, it doesn't matter how creative or skilled you are. It comes down to the bottom line, like who's watching your shit, how many followers do you have? And it sucks. That's the part of TikTok that does suck. Um, so I don't know if people, they just get into that and they share that mindset. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's completely anti-community. Like, um, right. That's not something I've ever particularly cared about because I want, if you have good builds and you're fun, you're a nice yeah. person, like get out there. I want to share your, your shit. <laughs> exactly. Instead of it being like, no, and like all this bullshit. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I know. like, who are you? <laughs> like, who are you? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the biggest secret that I have. The podcasts that have the most listens, and I won't indicate how many listens or who they are, smaller creators always get the most listens. Bigger That's creators do not get the most listens. Hmm. Because the smaller creators have such a tight knit fan base that they will do anything. But the bigger right. followers, no. Yeah. And I, I told that to somebody once and they're like, they were offended. And I was like, why are you, why are you offended? They're like, well, that doesn't make sense. If I was on your show, I, you, I would be the most listened podcast. I was like, okay, let's do a show together then. Yeah. I'll show t- me. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell you straight to the gate because yeah. my most listened, my most listened to podcast is me and cookie creative season finale. When she come, she came back from her break. But her, my my second one, I'm pretty sure it's my, uh, no, it's a roundtable. So I'm not gonna count that one when the Sims Five was announced. 
And then after that, it's like me and Sassmouth's like second or third episode because Sassmouth has such a dedicated fan base that will continuously re-listen to that episode over and over and over and over again. Because that's another thing. It's multiple listens I go back for. Because I still have people from like my first ever episode, which is absolute garbage. Can I keep it up there though? <laughs> um, I didn't have my cat headphones. I didn't have a good mic. It sounds like I'm underwater. Yeah. Like it was literally like that. And I'm pretty sure that's in my top 10 listens to because people go back and listen to it because her family liked it. Her family listens to it. So it's it's kind of interesting that like, it's when I say it's like, it's not the, it's not the big simmers that turn in the money, not the listens. That's why I, I put everybody on. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. You're, we're all people. So anyway, sorry, Emmy, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, that's okay. Sorry. So I was like, jump in. Um, I was going to say, that's the funny thing about people who have like a smaller community. So I'm not at all offended because I fully agree. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a community that grows slowly and isn't ginormous or like me, where it's taken a long time, like several years, and I mm-hmm. don't have half a million followers, I have, you know. 50 some K almost 60 K like, you, you know, if you have like half a million people, there's a good chance. Like they're not dedicated into who you are as a person, your mm-hmm. personality, you know? Um, but if you take that time, uh, or you don't go massively viral and it takes time, like there are people who are more dedicated. They actually like, like you, yes. they want more of you, not just like, you know, I'm just going to follow every Sims person out there and whatever, you know? So there, there is a huge difference in that and the type of community you have for sure. So oh, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Because like my hardcore fans, so it's like you, like you said, some of the comments, every person that follows my Instagram page, I thank them. I mean, granted my Instagram page for this podcast has like almost 1500 followers. That's not bad for just like, just basically being like, come to listen to this. Yeah. I thank everybody. Wow. And and they'll say, I, I heard that you had a podcast through this person. I'll be like, oh my gosh, well, thank you so much for coming to my page. I hope you enjoy it. Or I have a story page as well. And it has about 1500 followers as well. Very small story. Um, I thank everybody. I, I say the same. Thank you so much for coming and supporting me. I really much appreciate it. Heads up. The first 20 Travers, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I used to say 10. I added that to 20. Um. I didn't know what I was doing. It does get significantly better. I post new chapters every week. I would love to hear your thoughts. I always open it up for thoughts. And I had somebody message me because they were, one of their favorite followers was finally getting some love. And they were like, I'm going to be very brutally honest with you. And I was like, okay. And she messages back. She's like, this is like one of the best things I've ever heard. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but... Um, well, thank you for sharing all of your knowledge today. Thank you for sharing topics that I know you're not used to talking back to. What I would love to do is I would like to offer you a spot anytime that you would like to come here and to talk freely, because I think that's ridiculous. You have a lot of things you need to say. And I think it's crazy that TikTok does not allow you to say those things. So I want to give you a platform to come say what you mean. And I, let's say, fuck the high chair fix let's fix high chairs you can come on here and badmouth daddy aa anytime daddy AA is oh. not a friend here he's public enemy number one here i'm will never be a affi- people think i'm affiliated with ea all the time and i'm like ea does not pay my bills sweetheart 
you know who pays my bills? Yeah, like how many packs you might sell, but you know, right? Oh, I'm like anti pack. I'm like, don't buy this. UCC, <laughs> go support CC. <laughs> That's funny because I'm the opposite for some reason, and I, I mean, I don't know why. I just I want packs, but I want them to work. So that's yes. where I'm stuck. But thank you so much for having this platform, not just for having me, but for being open to have people from like any size following or whatever. Cause like there are certain communities, like heart, um, there are communities out there that are more toxic. And it's like, if you don't have at least like 60 K followers, you're nothing, you're worthless. Um, not everyone's like that, but it's a mentality. It's certainly out there. Um, and I do want to say if there are any of my followers here, like listening, thank you. I love you. And I'm sorry, I'm not as active as I used to be because I'm taking care of my mental health and I'm on social media less, but yeah, this has been so fun. And I really love just chatting with you. Like, you know, it's been awesome. And I, I always love people that share like the things I'm really passionate about, like human rights, (laughs) things that matter. When I agree with someone on that, I really love that. And I really appreciate that. There aren't a ton of people in my life that like I can talk to you certain things like that about. So when I do meet people like that, I'm like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think we've just became lifetime friends here. And the fact that we're in Canada, it just makes, I think that's also why we bonded. Well, I'm excited to have you back for our Canada Day podcast, yeah. which will already be out by this point. So go listen to that podcast. Um, <laughs> I would also love to have you back on my other channel for Real Life for Stassi. And let's just talk real life. Like Absolutely. literally everything real life. It does not matter what I'm the topic down. is. Well, Emmy Sims, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you today. Why don't we let tell everybody where we can find your amazing work? Yeah, so I'm on TikTok <laughs> at, at Emmy Sims. You can find me there. I'm on Instagram. And uh, you know, it's funny. I literally have to like look up what my Instagram is because I'm honestly not on it very much. So my Instagram is Emmy Sims 4. Um, but if you go to my TikTok, there's a URL in yep. there. So feel free to check that out. Um, if you're interested in getting like SIM planners, I will have a link to that eventually. Or if you check now, we'll probably be there. Um, just not sponsored. Just I'm such a nerd for organization. So honestly, anyway, yeah, that's honestly my love language. If someone wants to be organized, getting me like figured out like what meals I'm cooking for the week and organizing things. Holy shit. That's like the, my bread and butter. <laughs> I have like, I'm an old person pill organizer by day. So that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yes. It's so like underrated. Like if it, it is underrated. Better, like fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. 100%. <laughs> I'm old. Okay. Like I just need to like, honestly, cause you're 27. You're so cute still. Shit fall, falls quick when you get closer to 30. I thought that was bullshit. My fiance is three years older than me. So he's 33 and I'll be 30 this year. Well, so he's 32, I'm 29, but he'll be 33 and I'll be 30. And he's like, baby, I just want to tell you that no one told me I'm going to tell you. Once you get to 30, shit falls apart. And I'm like, you're full of shit. No, shit's full. I literally pulled my shoulder two days ago because I got off the couch too fast. Oh God. Like I'm legit. Like your body starts to like, Unless you ha- apart. it yeah. literally you literally start falling like you get like these I like I've had a pulsating in my like neck for the last like week now and I'm like that's fine. My knee's been hurting for no reason, my legs hurt all the time, and I'm like, okay. Well, I understand like our lifestyle, like our lifespan has like, increased massively in the last like hundred years that like 
most of like our like we didn't make it to 30 like I joke all the time that if I was born in the medieval times I would have died at like the age of 20 times yeah because I'm so blind without glasses like I'm almost legally blind I would have fell into a well or something like if we didn't have antibiotics I'd be dead from an ear infection like when I was five oh yeah I mean I would have died at birth because I was preemie um I was like yeah I was born uh nine weeks early so oh yeah I would have died I which I love my mom she's like she's like you gotta have babies Jenny because like my pregnancy with you was amazing I'm like mom I almost killed you <laughs> like I I came out a preemie like you had to have multiple blood transfusions after giving birth to me because you almost died but your pregnancy was good though right yeah there's a reason people like have multiple kids like your brain actually there is science behind it like your brain will forget how bad it was that you have more kids like it's crazy yeah but no I'm, that's I'm something a- we should talk about sometime is kids oh. if you're up for it because I, I have a lot of like unconventional a hundred percent oh I mean we can talk after this about booking real life with Stassi because those come out way quicker but anyways Emmy Sim absolute pleasure please go check out all the links links are gonna be below it has been so fun getting to know you I we've only we've only known each other for just uh, shy under two hours that's pretty I feel like I've known you my entire life I feel like we're just two friends catching up and it's, it's always a nice feeling when I feel that way. I'm thank you for coming on and sharing your hard experiences. Thank you for giving what I like to call the real fucking life shit, not the bullshit, not the Instagram. We're happy shit. I want to hear real life stories because we are real. We are not, look how happy we are. We're on a beach. Look at my feet photos. But what you didn't know that vacation you had to take you max out your credit card to pay that and now you're having a hard time paying it back like I want to have more of these conversations I want to end the boundaries for a lot of these things and let's end the stigma for when it comes to gyms body uh women human rights just let's end let's just fucking be real for once in our fucking life instead of being so fake all the fucking time because I'm tired of being fake and the only way we're going to stop doing it is when we don't give a fuck anymore and we start being real and I want to thank you again for so much for coming on here today. And I'm excited that our friendship has now just started. The plant, the seed has grown and I'm excited to see where this goes. And I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you. So thank you, Stassi. It's been awesome. You are very welcome. Well, uh, Emmy Sims, it's been an absolute pleasure. Have a great rest of your day and have a great rest of your day, everyone. And again, I want to thank my new listeners. You guys are rock stars and keep me coming back here. So, oh, and it's also Christmas time. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> and um this is what i wear when it's cold out yeah the, yeah drinking uh-huh. the iced coffee <laughs> yeah because i'm pretty sure this is coming out like december 5th or 12th or something like that yeah guys it's like may 28th you don't think i'm organized that's how my oh, far wow. out i am oh girl <laughs> i film a lot of content but anyways it's been a pleasure everyone have a great rest of your day merry christmas stay safe have a good holidays and love you all and have a great rest of your day okay Okay, bye.